Welcome, <laughs> welcome See what to when the three-piece on Mild Sauce Radio. I'm doing my very best Porsche King impression. I am Jamal Andrews, and we are here to discuss all this week's hottest topics. That are very manly, and we don't have to worry about including <laughs> Porsche in for, like, reasons we doing, that we have to do women. We include. doing the trade the deadline. Toxic, this, this is the Toxic Masculinity Podcast today. <laughs> I do not subscribe to <laughs> Sean's latest comments. That's fine. I will distance myself from him next week if necessary. No. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I have. I want to start off with something that's very near and dear to my heart, um, the Houston Rockets. Oh, God. I was told by Sean Grant that James Harden plays like a puss. Like, like no, no, no. That's not what I said. <laughs> I, said, he plays, said I said he plays like a pussy. I, I tried. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he I said. I hate James Harden. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he had a streak of scoring 30, upwards of 20, 30 Bro. games, something wild like that. Jamal. How many threes 60, shoot? Jamal. 60 in the garden. Jamal. And the disrespect you, continues. Jamal, if it takes you 40 shots and 25 free throws a game to score 30 points. I am not fucking. Then why impressed. ain't nobody else doing it then? Because the rest of us why know how to play nobody with else teammates. Doing it playing then. basketball. That's why. So, <laughs> they know how to play with teammates, bro. So I don't want to. I, I I don't want to be dishonest about this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to sugarcoat this. I do not enjoy the way James Harden plays basketball. And if he was not a Houston Rocket playing for my my team, mm-hmm. then I may feel similarly. Or not, at the very least, not be a fan of his game. That said, can't deny results, ladies and gentlemen. Can't deny results. They still okay. have a, they still have great seating, and everybody's coming back by the time the playoff comes around. He had to do this. Can I, he was his hand was forced, Sean. Can I tell you what hand I hope forced. happens to the Rockets? I don't know if I want to hear this honestly. I hope the Rockets get a four seed. Right. Be our, be a home playoff team. Right. Or three seed and be a home playoff team. Right. And catch a streaking Lakers team in the first round. And LeBron get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> because you know what's going to happen, Jamal. Uh, Jamal, you know what will happen. Here's the thing. Here's you know thing. what will happen, Jamal. That's why you're smiling. Thing. Here's the thing. He would get him out of here so quick. See, and this is unfair because Sean knows. Sean Jake. knows LeBron Jake. is. <laughs> cat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to the cat. Cat, ladies and gentlemen. No, seriously, that's that's what we call him. He's just the cat. Just the cat. Um. Anyway, her by the way, she is the her, woman in the room. She is the cat. Yeah. Um. Holding it down for Portia. So, you know, LeBron is one of my favorite players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I have complete and utter faith. I I am I am a part of Team LeBron. Mm-hmm. That said, if. Clint Capella comes back, Chris Paul comes back, and they meet in the first round. I think they can get a win. LeBron and seven. If it goes to seven, then LeBron's, LeBron's probably going to get seven, the dub. LeBron if it goes to seven, LeBron's going to get the dub hey, because look, Chris Paul's going to get hurt. Look, I'm putting it like this. And playoff Rondo. And I want that series because of how they fought in the first game they played. I yes, want that series. That'd be great. 
And then, enjoy that. and then you know what else I want this series for? Because we know Carmelo about to be a Laker. It's, yeah, he gonna be a Laker. He'll be a Laker by Friday. And then we are gonna have Carmelo's revenge in that shit. And I think if anybody can get anything out of Carmelo Anthony, and who he gonna listen Do to? You? It's gonna be LeBron James. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because that nigga that's starting. All right. If, I now if now, anything if anybody can get anything out of him, it'll be LeBron. If you take and put the amount of respect and admiration I have mm-hmm. LeBron for LeBron James, you just put it all in like a bowl. You could you there's an equally sized bowl next to that mm-hmm. that is like my full encompassing hate of Carmelo Anthony. Why do you hate Carmelo? I love he's that analogy. Trash, man. He's trash he's now. Been trash. Been for how long? I would okay. give he's had Here's about three thing. trash years, Here's I would say. Thing. Here's the thing. I would Carmelo from the production booth, we're gonna go Here's research thing. says three trash years. Carmelo Anthony has never been great on a team he has never been and when i say great i mean the leader of that team i mean push that team into like in order in order for him to do what he does the rest of the team has to shrink that's Mm. the only way that they that's the only way that he can play wait wait no he's never made sean let him have that does that not that sounds eerily reminiscent of somebody james harden (laughs) I disagree. I disagree because everybody knows their role. And you remember, everybody was worried that James Harden and mm-hmm. Chris Paul weren't going to be able to work together. Okay. Chris Paul comes over, they make each other better, and it all works out. That's right. not that's not the situation with that's not the situation with Carmelo Anthony. Who oh. has he played well with? Who has he made better? Who has he really Who had? Who has he made better? Who has he, he ever had? He okay. Wait, in in fair in fairness to him, um, that Nuggets team that ran up against the Lakers, right, with Trevor Ariza, right, that team played like a well-oiled machine. That was a good team. That was a great team. It's a good team. The team where Melo won fifty-four games with the Knicks, and he had gimpy ass Amari Stoudemire and old ass Jason Kidd. They lost to LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Okay. The only thing I would say, the one thing, my only knock about Carmelo's career in his prime was that he was selfish as fuck because he could have won a ring, but he chased the bag. Yeah. We had a team where it was Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler. We needed a middleman at the three. Right. Taj and Joe Kim when Joe Kim was the MVP candidate. And we told him, yo, we need you. We, you're the only thing that we need to beat LeBron James. And he did not come. And what do we do in that playoffs? That playoffs, we had LeBron on the ropes down 2-1. And LeBron hit that miracle shot from the corner in the United Center. Yeah. And then after that, the Bulls' energy was gone. LeBron is the truth. And that was it. For that reason. Because Kevin Love went down in that. And that was the first year that the Warriors won. And the Warriors weren't the Warriors that we knew then. I feel like that Bulls team could have took that Warriors team. The only reason why LeBron lost to that Warriors team because he didn't have Kyrie or Kevin Love. He had to play with Della Vadova and Shumpert. Yeah, that is a crazy. That was the very game. first Warriors championship, right? And LeBron still took them niggas to six games, right? And it was just LeBron, right? If LeBron had Kyrie and Kevin Love, maybe Warriors only got two rings right now, maybe. I and I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. My general point is, I'm not gonna measure like, I'm not gonna measure Melo's greatness because he lost to LeBron. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to go that far. Like, I mean, I, but that's how we measure everybody else, ain't it? I mean, maybe, but like, ain't nobody out here giving mad props to like Malone and Stockton because they lost over and over again. Like, sure, they were the who knows what they could have been, but they weren't. So, 
I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not mm. gonna give you like extra credit. I'm sorry. Mm. And, and, and if you have like individual awards, right? That's cool. Like I can appreciate like Westbrook. He did something that hadn't been done in 50 years. Like that's that is a huge individual accomplishment. Melo has a few of those. But as far as great players in the history of basketball, why would like when are we when are we gonna talk about Melo? Like I, I'm not. And and that's and that's specifically is, when uh, he was in his prime. Okay. Since then, since then, he hasn't aged gracefully either. Like he's he not very great quickly. At, I'm gonna tell you very was fast. quick. It was and quick. I'm gonna tell you what else so, about him though. And what didn't help his aging is that New York didn't transition him as the way they should have. What New York did was when they and this is because you can't of rely Phil. on the Knicks to do the right thing. Uh, especially Ever. especially the Phil Jackson Knicks. Right. They kind of fucked him over in the sense of we're bringing in Porzingis. We don't want you here. We don't even want to put the ball in your hands on the floor. Yeah. Well, that's what they just did to Enos Cantor too. I mean, but here's my here's my question. Period. And I mean, look, I don't I don't know the inner workings, right? Mm -hmm. You'd have to ask like, you know, somebody who's like an NBA reporter for this. But I wonder Get Ryan on the show. I exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder is is it a situation where the coaching staff and the management all made all forgot about Melo? Or Melo wasn't quite ready to accept his position, his his lessened position with this team that okay. he had put in his you know so I'm blood, sweat, in, and tears. I'm gonna put it in two ways. The first one is with that with, with the Knicks, um, he was not ready to transition into a new era. I agree with that. Okay. When he got to the Thunder, he was not ready to transition into a bench role with the Thunder. In right. addition to Billy Donovan, did not know how to use him in the system, which he's now figuring it out without him. Mm -hmm. When he got to the Rockets. He was ready to come off the bench. Right. Now, my question for you as a Rockets fan, when the Rockets were sucking, right. was it Carmelo's fault? Because that's how it was positioned. Here's the thing. We got rid of Carmelo. Now we're going to be better. Here's the thing. The Rockets didn't suck because of Carmelo. The Rockets sucked because we didn't because we traded away Trevor Ariza, we traded away Baba Munte, yep. and we could not play defense. Exactly. That's the issue. Now. The way Melo fits into that is that his production offensively did not offset the lack of defense that we had, and he has never been a good defensive player. But you know what? So else? the combination of those things made the Rockets worse. So the only thing that I think wasn't, even, wasn't completely his fault even hindered him in Houston, opposed to how he will inevitably be in LA. Right. Is that James Harden is the score first? I need the ball all the time, guy, and LeBron isn't. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If I bring him to L.A. and I put him in that role that we just got rid of Michael Beasley for right. or, or give him some of Lance minutes, it ain't going to be like we're getting worse. So I just think I just here's the thing. The whole the whole movement around small ball mm -hmm. is the fact that we have to have people on the floor who can guard every position. We have that's to be able to switch picks. We got to be able to play defense. Mm hmm. Melo is a dinosaur in the league now because he can't play D. You hide like you have to hide him. And so if he goes to LA, even if even if he accepts his role and does that to the best of his ability, mm -hmm. he's never been good at defense. His 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 athletic ability is not what it was. So you and you can't hide him on D no more. But moving on, so we can move on to the next thing. In this situation, I think he could be hid more than in Houston. That's just fair. because if he That's gets fair. beat. That's fair. We still have a Tyson, a yeah. LeBron who can recover, right. a Rondo who will hold down that, or right. JaVale McGee who's not scared of getting dunked on, right. 
or the length of a Ingram that can reach in. I don't so disagree. He'll get a little bit more help there. Playing but I say defense all in of Houston that to is say a bigger that deal. I cannot wait for him to get uh, James Harden out of here at seven <laughs> come April. <laughs> I can't I, so wait. So here's the thing. I, I have two I have two confessions about James Harden. One, I do I hate the way he plays basketball. Right. You there's I told Jake this earlier. There is no basketball camp you'll go to in the United States where they will tell you, all right. All four of y'all line the three-point line, and we're going to let this guy stand at the top of the key, dribble for five seconds, take a step back, and shoot a three from four feet behind the three-point line. Not at all. That is not normal basketball. The second confession is that I am not a huge fan of his reputation in the playoffs. It disappears. There is... If if someone was to level that complaint, I don't have a comeback quite yet. I think I, I think this could be the year. I always think it could be the year, but I think this could be the year. Well, but when we were hope, playing, hope when we were playing <laughs> the Warriors last year and took it to seven, Chris Paul got us to seven. Chris Paul man. was the guy. Chris Paul got us to seven. And and I still stand on the fact that if Chris Paul did not get injured, they y'all would have got the Warriors out of here. Yeah, the Warriors is the well. most lucky dynasty ever. <laughs> Seriously. They got their first ring because LeBron ain't had shit. They second ring, they genuinely beat LeBron four. Right. They third, no, they second ring, they lost to LeBron. Yeah, that's when LeBron did the shot in the block. So they gave up a three, three one yeah, lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cried and got Kevin Durant. They genuinely beat LeBron. Right. And they fourth one, LeBron ain't had shit again. Right. And here we are. Right. But you you brought up an uh, interesting point uh, mm-hmm. earlier where you're talking about the Bulls and where they were at with uh, trying to put together a team like. If you look at the moves they just made at the trade deadline, I think uh, like you're talking about the Bulls, you're talking about the Knicks. This mm-hmm. uh, the road to Zion, as they're calling it, is like really heating up now. Especially now that they dumped Porzingis, and the Knicks got even worse than they, we thought they could be. Oh, the Knicks are just <laughs> like, horrible. But yeah. the Bulls, like it's every time you see the Bulls win a game, I'm kind of gritting my teeth a little bit because uh, I got pissed last night when they beat the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? I did. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, um, uh, it's a, it's a. So even with that, still the uh, draft lottery has adjusted some too. So we don't even have to worry about having the worst record. It's like the bottom three. We just need the, the same third man. worst yeah. record. Yeah. Which right now we have, but I still rather have the worst one. I gotta but say with though, that said, I'm happy Bobby Portis is gone. Really? I, yeah, I didn't I really, like Bobby Portis. I liked him, but he rubbed me wrong when he turned down his contract earlier this year. It's kind of wild, Bobby. Portis we offered him forty on, mil, like, bro. Bobby Portis be on like posters and shit. Posting shit. We got a party <laughs> tonight here. I told somebody they was he like, did. yo. I, he did punch Nicola Morodic in the face. Yeah, you know yeah. Somebody uh, hit me up. It out. Somebody hit me up. Was like, "How do y'all yeah. feel?" He like, "How do you feel about Bobby Porter's leaving Chicago?" I was like, "I feel no type of way because one, that nigga turned down a forty to fifty million dollar deal. Who the fuck you think you are? Yeah. Two, I mean, he did just go to. He just put up like what thirty? Yeah, last I, night? yeah. Every nigga has his day. Like, <laughs> like, he, like forty to fifty mil as Bobby Porter's is damn good. Yeah. Second. This man thought he was the Alpo of Chicago. Yeah, this man yeah, is on yeah. all the posters, uh, buying out all the clubs. I'm like, who is this nigga? There was at some point. Bitches ain't checking for you, at dog. At some point, I was like driving down, I don't know, driving on Dan Ryan or whatever, and it's like a full page spread, and Bobby Portis is like the person in the middle of the yeah, and I'm the like, balls, and I'm like, damn, this our future, bro? Why? <laughs> and, okay, and, and, really? so, and just so I don't come off like a complete hater, I actually love Bobby Portis's game. He's a good energy guy. He's but a he's good not, ball he's player. He's not Derrick Rose or something. Right, he's not but like dog, the guy you're not a Anybody resting yeah. their franchise. And, then, and, and he, have y'all seen his tweets? No. 
dog, he been wilding. He been going at the Bulls like he's really hurt. Like he cried in the car when he got traded. I know he did. <laughs> I'm going to read y'all the direct quote because he um he he put out so like so Is the that- first one was when he got traded he tweeted it was a um a tweet from Ryan Baker who said um the press conference of Garpax Otto Portler is essentially a $55 million free agent pickup, which is only $5 million more than we offered you, Bobby Portis. <laughs> and part of a long-term plan, they didn't want to overpay Bobby Portis because he was asking him to be overpaid, and Chris Dunn is still being evaluated. He retweeted it with Chris an LOL. Chris Dunn is trash. We Chris Dunn is horrible. Yeah. And then he retweeted it with an LOL, and then he uh, somebody yeah. was like... I'm looking at one right here that says uh, someone tweeted, Otto Porter made his first three field goal And then he people. retweeted it when I made my first six. <laughs> Nigga, your ass is hurt, bro. And then he tweeted some other shit. The Bulls will never find another player like me. Nigga, you averaged 14 and 7, dog, in yeah, your fourth year. Like, yeah, I didn't. Like, he's come a, on, he's bro. He's actually wild as hell for he's the, amount, the amount of uh, shade he thrown on his timeline. Yeah. Like, he's really hurt. And I get it. Like, but it's a business, bro. Like, you got to chill out. Like, you playing in yeah, Washington. Like, they about to be worse than us for the next that, 20 Nick years. Stoskis? Nick Stoskis yeah. got traded to four different teams in a day. Yeah. Like, he started in Portland and he ended up in Indiana somehow. I, so, here's here's what's funny. I feel like I, I, I want to use this as a transition to Kevin Durant and his, like, rant, right? So, there's a – people like to get mad when rich athletes complain about things. And I don't think that's fair. Like at the end of the like people the the argument goes like oh you're making millions of dollars to play a game why don't you chill I'm ready for this kind of argument I don't think that's fair I think that I think that no matter what your lifestyle is you're gonna find things that make you upset mm-hmm. you're gonna be a, you like you can be as you can have as much gratitude as you like and there are still things that are going to frustrate you and you are going to have to complain about that said that shit that Kevin Durant did mm-hmm. to that reporter and that group of reporters on the same page. is uncalled for. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. There are a few things. One, you are a mega athlete. You are the second best basketball player in the world. Presumably mm-hmm. you have no reason to call out the name of a reporter mm-hmm. and specifically single this person out. That's one that could, that's, that's you don't know what could happen to that kid's job. Exactly. That's completely unnecessary. And I, I've, I've, you know, I followed a guy on Twitter. He's fine. Like, as far as I know, to, you know, you didn't get any pushback from the athletic. That said, that's uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Two, this is not new. This is not a, a, a new phenomenon, Kevin Durant. Like, <laughs> you <laughs> are the biggest piece in the, you know, that, that's, that's going to come up in free agency. You mm-hmm. are the, you are the, the choice, most, tra- exactly. Yeah. You are the most, tradable thing you are going to influence the league in a way that no one else is going to this summer mm-hmm. so what do you think they're going to ask you about and and also for all the people who have dealt with this over the course of years how do you get the reporters to leave you alone you give them the same simple answer like hey guys uh actually you know what let's try it i'll be kevin durant and what he should have did and you'll be a reporter asking me about free agents. kevin durant i um you know i hate to bring this up i know you get this a lot but uh i'm wondering uh, have you made a decision on free agency? There's been uh, a lot of talk about you and the Knicks, and the Knicks cleared up all this cap room. And so naturally, we just want to know, have you made a decision about this summer? Um, I'm currently just focused on the game that just wrapped up. I know we got the uh, Bulls coming up next week. And for right now, 
I'm just curious, like curious about just pulling off this three peat. Like we're we're integrating cousins pretty well. Green is doing pretty well. I am happy with where I am right now. Take care. Um, said too much. I'll always be happy with these guys, but <laughs> we'll figure out the road when the summer comes. Right now, we're just concerned about winning the next game. Thank you, Kevin Durant. That's that was it. perfect. Thank you, Kevin Durant. You I really appreciate that this for that very simple, that's it. succinct, not upset answer. <laughs> that, that's that's all you gotta do. That's it's it. Easy, bro. That's it. Like how many? Like, like he's constantly sort of like comparing himself and God. pushing himself to like like LeBron James status. And that's what LeBron would have did. Exactly. What they asked LeBron did. the other day. They said, um, "What do you think about the trades and putting all of your young kids on the trade block?" He was like, "Well." It's a business, and I think each of them understand that it's a business. I'm not really going deep into who, what we should do, or what we should do. That's what the GM job is for. But right. at the end of the day, whoever is on my team, that's who I'm going to go out and play basketball with. Right. Done. Simple. Done. Well, I Simple. mean, also, it's like... Done and they, done. They used to have reporters on the plane with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the reporter used to be a lot more bothering you all the time. Yeah. Now, they have it confined to a place where it's like they're... At a press conference, like right. I mean, you look at LeBron and the way LeBron handles that stuff. Yeah, he walked out on reporters before, but he yeah. did it. I mean, that was one of the swaggiest ways to leave anything ever. But, <laughs> <laughs> but beside sure. that point, also sure. Uh, beside that point, I mean, LeBron handles it in such a better way. Like he puts it in his hands, where yeah. Durant feels like he's just flailing. Like, and he I doesn't think, know he doesn't even realize it's I, supposed to be. So doing I this. think the biggest difference here, and I don't, I don't know Kevin Durant. I have, I, I this is purely. Yeah, this is this is purely speculation but i just think in general unfortunately enough compared to many nba stars Mm -hmm. he just has you know like thinner skin that's the that's the that's the vibe that i get like these things genuinely bother him and that's the reason why he was such a good that's why he he was so loved in oklahoma city by the reporting team Mm -hmm. and the you know the media out there is because you know he's like a genuine person so it's not you're not getting, you know, fake Kevin Durant when you talk to him. And and the the flip side of that is having thin skin and being upset by like these different things because, you know, you're giving your genuine self. You don't have sort of a representative to deal with these reporters. To even show how this is more wrong on KD's part. You know that the free agency is coming. You're the first, you're probably the most accessible player to always talk to a reporter. Like you are. You've yeah. always had something to say. Exactly, exactly. You've always shed light on anything. Right. You've done exposés about how it felt leaving from OKC to go to Golden State. Right, right, You've right. always been the, the only warrior Appeared available on podcasts, after every game. Like, You're popping up on podcasts. Yeah. And the one time that you chose not to speak for a week was when the Knicks made the biggest move possible, when you know yeah. your name is attached to the Knicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. From just rumors to your best friend working there to everything. Yeah. Bro, just say the one statement and we can move on about yeah, it and you can go to New York. It's and easy. if your soft ass gonna go to New York <laughs> and play and you got a problem with the media, they gonna chew your ass up. The New York Knicks ain't won shit since yeah. the 50s and yeah, they looking at bro. you as the savior yeah. and you're gonna ask Carmelo, call Carmelo, yeah. ask if you wanna go to New York. Nigga, yeah. you better go to fucking Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Something else. Something, anything else but New York. If you, if you yeah. got a problem with media that bad because the niggas in Oakland chilling. Yeah, New York got money though, boy. Yeah, they got Ooh. a lot of money. They got a bunch of Hey, bread. is it bad that I want the Knicks not to get nobody? <laughs> yeah, me too. I hate I the mean, Knicks. yeah, yeah. At this point, yeah. the Knicks and the Bulls even, like, Gar, I, I won't root for the Bulls to get anyone good. Until Gar, Gar Yeah, gone. until yeah. they're gone, Same. man. They're I so want to say, say something, though. I am very – it's shocking to me. They are still the highest-valued team. The Bulls? No, they're third. Oh, no, the Knicks? Yeah, the you're talking Knicks about the Knicks. Knicks, yeah. I mean, they're the highest-valued. Yeah, but when you look at it, it was – 
like everyone was talking about that the other day. It was like on Twitter. It was yeah. the highest rate, uh, yeah, yeah, ranked yeah. basketball teams by money. But like it was the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Bulls. I yeah. mean, I'm pretty sure if all just those goes teams by sucked for the yeah, next 20 yeah, years, yeah. it would still be the Yeah, yeah it's know, like those, it are, the size the those are the basketball that's the, mechas, That's actually right? yeah, yeah, yeah. got us to the most frustrating point, I think, about the NBA. I think the fact that it's so expected. I, this is something that a lot of people have been writing about this week, was that like it's so expected that like – uh, Anthony Davis is only going to go to Boston or LA. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually this trade that came up that I thought was going to be exciting to see was the, uh, uh, Anthony Davis possibly going up to Milwaukee. Yeah. And he was actually interested in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would be crazy. That would be crazy. I, I would be, I'd be shocked if that worked, but I've been wrong before. I mean, shout out Milwaukee. They're doing all the things the bulls haven't Should ever do. done around but the see, star for the last 20 years. Like, you know what I'm praying I, for? Yeah. I'm praying that we get rid of guard packs and have a semblance of a good team by the time Giannis is a free agent. Mm. Come on, man. Just hop on the express. <laughs> Drive Ain't even f- a major move Drive for you. Drive him 45 minutes down the expressway. Boy, you and you got about, a new home. Well, you talking uh, about some. In a major market. You talking about some pissed ass. Pissed off Wisconsin. And then to make this Jeez, even worse. Yeah, to make this even worse. You, you know what vision I see? I think it's destined for the Bulls to get the number one pick. And I feel like if it's not destined, the NBA is going to rig it to happen. And I'm going to tell you why. As much as the Bulls have a fucked up front office, we are changing management, and eventually they're going to be the fuck out of here. Mm. But within that, this All-Star 2020 in Chicago, there's no way in hell that that's going to come here next year and we don't have a single player to participate in that shit. We're going to get that number one. Zion Williamson is going to be in the dunk contest in a Bulls jersey knock in the house wood, that fucking Jordan built. Better knock on that it's wood. Gonna have, I'll right. knock on the whole goddamn wood tree. Yeah. I'm telling that's what's going to happen. You're surrounded by it right now. So take I have. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's going to happen. I'm. It's going to happen. Come on, Jamal. We, we're going take. too. Hot take. We're going to have to jump I into think, some new topics. Yeah. You, you point guard me. Last thing, <laughs> last thing. Uh-huh. I think people sleep on R.J. Barrett. R.J. No, Barrett can ball. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett can ball. R.J. Barrett is a gun, and we already got one of those. <laughs> His name is Zach Levine. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. The only reason why I don't like R.J. Barrett is because I saw that one game against Gonzaga early in the season where mm. they were down like two. They were down one point to need a game winning shot, and he had seven attempts to do it. And Zion was just kind of standing in the corner like, dog, I'm here. I'm Zion. Nobody can stop me because I can jump over everybody. This is true. And he got his shot blocked four times. Then he shot two bricks off the side of the glass. Then he airballed the game winner. Can I uh, – That's fair. I don't really have a good segue for this, but I, I got some some juicy tidbits for you guys to dive sure. into here. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Let's hear it, Jake. Uh, my favorite I've seen so far. Actually, you know what? We got some Kanye news. And it's not the Kanye news we've been talking about for a while. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not the Kanye news we've been talking about. Yeah, it's, it's that lawsuit exhale. he's doing. Well, we're going to ease in with that. He's got uh, the girl. Uh, the, he was, I don't even understand the story. Do you know the story, Sean? Which Are you familiar story? with this uh, ultra light beam? Oh, he's thing? getting sued for it. Yeah. Do, yeah. You know, do you know what the girl's parents? I didn't even understand this whole situation. Yeah, so it's really weird. I have a, it's, It seems so like left field, but long story short, I guess they say he didn't pay for the sample or something. The opening right? sample? Yeah. We don't want no devils in the house, God. Yeah, yeah. And it's the, and it's the little girl from that was on social media. And which I get, like, cause oh okay, I see. So she was four, and then like, he just like he, he just kind of ripped it off of, like something? a Twitter, like off, <laughs> off literally off like a tweet, and and merged it into the song. 
it's kind of like it's kind of like, and I don't know if Sosa paid for it. Nah, never mind. I'd be snitching. He said he cleared, the, he said he cleared it through a biological mother. But uh, shit, maybe they just want some money now. Yeah, that sounds like some. All right, so that, that was just our segue to get into Kanye. That sounds like a kind of a weird thing. Hopefully, uh, that works itself out. But did you see what Malik Youssef did? No, I did not. Please educate me. Allegedly, okay. Allegedly. Malik Youssef uh, booked a con- booked a fake Kanye show and scammed yeah. a fashion brand out of seven hundred and took the money. I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that. Yo, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like. I didn't know he allegedly did it though. That's what Pitchfork is reporting today uh, for German fashion brand Philip Klein was scammed at New York Fashion Week. That's wild. Yeah. And the other thing is Kanye is suing all well suing all of the parent companies of his record labels to get his publishing back. Is he? Yeah. When did that come out? Um, like sometime last week, he's suing everybody from Rockefeller to Def Jam to EMI to Universal, suing them all to Word. get the publishing back. And then of I, you know and. As somebody who's like existed in the periphery of music for a while, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. No, sue to get your publishing back. You can't. You can. Like, you can buy it back. You can buy it back. You but, can't sue once you sign a contract. Is, like, the lawsuit is because they're manipulating the contract to say that it's more linked to what he owes them. So he's arguing that I fulfill my contractual obligations, and they're like, "No, we won't even open up negotiating selling you your publishing until mm, you do okay. that makes more sense, until yeah. you do seven, eight more songs or like another album." And they're kind of like trying to hold it over his head to milk a free album out. Yeah, but with that, as everything with Kanye, you got to take it with a grain of salt. That's very factual. It could be him just changing up speaking whatever Kanye, he's putting in his mouth at the moment. Speaking but. of Kanye. And we're going to hop dead into this one. This is a great segue because it shows how much of an ass he is. There's this thing where people are always talking about how we use our power to put on people in which he has enabled the number one hated white woman in the world or in the hip hop world. Yes, Jules. Well, I mean, LeBron has been accused of this as well. Oh, it's all of these motherfuckers. Yeah. Trying to, you know, pushing yes, Jules. On. I mean, I, my, honestly, my thought is, is it time for her to go, Jake? I don't know if that's my call to make. I know we had to ask you because that's part of you're the delegation representation for white people today. Um, man, I don't know. I feel like yeah. I I, I just we had this conversation last week with Ariana mm-hmm. Grande. Can I just? Uh, well, we got to revisit that Ariana. But Grande it was just too. like too. to me, it's just this like you know. Uh, I know I'm off camera, but as a a member of the the Caucasian community, I guess, <laughs> that's he's so want. white we can't put him on camera. <laughs> three Invisible. Uh, but no. Um, I don't know. I think it's weird when people like people in these elevated situations, like public figures, I guess you could call them, get it in their head that because so many people around them mm-hmm. are uh, act a certain way or are, you know of a certain culture that now they are, and I think that's like the the weird dichotomy that comes with like everyone hanging out together now. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like everyone seeing each other on Twitter is like yeah, yes, Jules. I don't know, man. I mean. Okay, you're okay, kind okay. of perpetuating me, something you're not. Is I my need thing. to. I, I've been on her IG for a little while now, and I don't really. I saw. We've been watching your facial expressions. I, I, I just don't. I. I don't. I couldn't get a sense of what she is or who she does. Or like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't get a sense <laughs> who she is or what she does. So basically, I guess yeah. you can say um, she's like some type of brand manager with the agency shit. Okay, it's like a, a tastemaker, man. She's it's like a, a tastemaker ah, party person. It's a lot. Okay, got it. Because um, I, I was have, like, she's not a performer. She's no. not no, a she's model. She's like rapping, and then she put out like a freestyle. Or oh, you haven't heard about the freestyle she did? I briefly like she's entered my consciousness like twice this week, and every, both times I'm kind of just like, hey, 
Yeah, yeah. Good. it's like that's that's how it's she like the is rap game Tommy Laurent, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's very accurate. Okay. Long story short, when she had she spit a rap verse about how she's basically better than black women and how they mad at her because she has a fat ass. I'll get some research on this for you real quick. Thank you. And how they're mad at her and and how because that's a very succinct summary. I feel like that's, that's really what it, no, but in, in essence, that's what it was. And how they're mad at her because she has a fat ass. And my thing is beyond her blatant ignorance and disrespecting the black community where the fuck is your fat ass <laughs> yo like we gotta chill like just like okay as as black people and black men specifically because i'm pretty sure this is what geeked her head up we gotta stop looking and i don't mean this in any type of rude way sorry jake we gotta stop looking at white women whose pants just aren't completely slacked in the back and tell them they got fat ass <laughs> no that's because we all look, should yo, stop doing that because yo like Cause dog, nah. Yeah. Just because her shit like fills out in the back, and you can see her phone print when she put it in her pocket, yeah. don't mean she got a fat ass. I gotta tell, don't. I gotta tell y'all, man. Like, I feel we gonna put some rubbing alcohol in the mosquito bites feel... and send her about her day. <laughs> I genuinely feel like I feel like ass shots are just not fair to talk. She ain't got ass shots. Like I mean, I don't know about her. I'm talking about in general. Yeah. Like I'm not okay with them because it feels like they're corrupting something sacred. Like, and, and maybe this is unfair. Like because you know people been getting like they like tits done forever, but ass shots just seems like a like a step too far. Like we just we we are messing with what God has created like mm-hmm. in a way that he was not intended. Like I am not okay with them as a group. Like. Because it, it it felt like a thing that you could genuinely depend on, you know what I'm saying? And now it's like, women who got a fat ass, who knows? Yeah, I, who knows? Yo, it's can not we, fair. Can we talk about something real quick? Yes. Um, are there any Teddy Pendergrass fans in the room? Absolutely. So he may be my favorite singer of all time. I heard right? he exists on Showtime, right? Yes, I watched it last night. Uh, it was the know. best documentary of a specific artist that I've seen in a very long. Did time. they hand? Did they cover like his that car? Crash? Oh yeah, they covered it. Okay. They I'm, they re- they revealed that it was a man in the car with him and everything. Yeah. Okay. And this 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 documentary may be the most. I'm trying to see how I want to say this. I respect this documentary more than I do any other one, specifically because of two things. One is they had the people that were directly around and affiliated with Teddy. So it's not like a reporter who did some independent research and figured out how he could tell a story. Right. But it was his manager. It was his mother. It was his family. It was the Blue Notes. Mm-hmm. They had everybody in here but Harold Melvin because, of course, <laughs> he's bitter in the fucking mouth. Fuck right. you, Harold Melvin. Um, <laughs> with that said. Damn, Sean. They even had the woman, the, the transgender woman in the oh, documentary. Shit, really? Yes. What made it even more hands on is Teddy planned out his death. In the sense of as he was going on from being a street nigga in Philly all the way to the apex of fucking close the door and TKO. He recorded, he just went in a room and recorded a tape of every major life event so he can tell his story. Really? So there is no voiceover like when you watch a 30 for 30 and let's say Ludacris did Deion Sanders, which all they talk about. How he did (laughs) Deion Sanders and he just talked and told the story. Teddy tells the story. So he just has these tapes, he, like he, t- he just would sit down and when he would make a gold record, he'd tell how he felt, what was the meaning behind it. That's if he tell what was going on with the Blue Notes or how he was getting money and he left, he would talk about it. So you get the story directly from Teddy. So I want to give. I, I I mean that's a 
that's ingenious first mm-hmm. off but i also think it's particularly impressive because it's so it's so forward thinking right like mm-hmm. it was it's almost prophetic in a way because now that's what people do right exactly. like the wave of you know social media and like the, just the various outlets that are available the player tribune for example is like athletes celebrities stars get to tell their mm-hmm. own story with like the help they don't of have the journalists instead yeah, of making it yeah, about yeah, the journalists yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. like and i think that's that's really interesting. But it was really interesting to see them dive into the actual car accident. Yeah. And to... Essentially, so there's been various rumors about how this car accident happened. People say Teddy had a little bit too much sauce in his cup and right. he drunk drove and crashed. Someone else said that Teddy was receiving head from the transgender right. woman. Which is what I heard. And the way that it kind of is alluded to in the documentary is that Teddy did not know she was a man. Right. And that Teddy being the ladies' man that he was, he did drink a little bit, but he wasn't drunk. Right. Because a woman who was also there with the two, who also did not know that the transgender woman was once a man. Right. Um, which she said, I would not let Teddy drive anywhere drunk. Right. So Teddy, he might have had like maybe a sip or two, but he was like, Teddy, he's, yeah. he's fine. The way that it was alluded to by both the woman, the transgender woman, and the people who grew to new Teddy was Teddy being the flirt that he was kind of reached over between her legs and was surprised by the fact that she still had a penis. Uh, and that kind of was like, yo, what the yeah, fuck? Car yeah, crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That, that, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So because the, the him- transgender woman confirmed that story or alluded she to it She didn't really what? confirm anything. Okay. What she did say was, I still had a penis. I was on vitamins and like supplements and right. and steroids and whatever it is to to help with my transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's all she would particularly say. Gotcha. She also kind of she she did reveal that he didn't know. Yeah. Okay. She, she, okay. she kind of also was like, yeah, he didn't like really know. And the the manager is like, I received kind of like this anecdote of. Teddy reached like as a man reaching for I a woman. Knew that that that's he was paralyzed from that. Yeah, and it was like Teddy reached like as a man reaching for a woman, felt the penis, got surprised, and that's how he wrapped himself around the tree. Wow. And then from there, that's where the anecdotes personally from Teddy stopped. Okay, got you. Because at that point, he didn't record anything else anymore because he was paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally from there, it's about his recovery, continuing to make five more albums, yeah. rebuilding the confidence to do it. And then what I felt was also powerful was Teddy wanted to kill himself. Really? Because Man. he says, I'm yeah, Teddy. Like, I'm, I'm super Teddy. Understandable. I can't stand. And like, he like, I have to retrain myself to sing. He had to yeah, wear like a band yeah. across his body yeah, so he can control yeah, yeah. the vertebrae for when he's trying to hit certain notes. Yeah. He's like, I have to do all this. I don't want to live anymore. Yeah, and yeah. the way they stopped Teddy from killing himself is they put a sheet over Teddy and gave him a mock funeral in the living room of all his loved ones, his kids, saying what they would say if he was dead. Mm. And they were actually breaking down and crying. And that made Teddy, for them, he never thought about committing suicide again. Wow. Yeah, it sounds it's great, literally, I was literally glued to my TV, yeah, didn't yeah, touch yeah. a phone, didn't pee, yeah, nothing yeah. for an hour and yeah, 50 yeah. minutes. It was amazing. I want to give a shout out to... This isn't a biopic, is it? No, it's just a documentary. I was just reading on nope. his Wikipedia that there was supposed to be a biopic and Tyrese was supposed to play him. Oh, God, hell really no. Not be no, right. no, God, no, 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 no. No, this is literally all... God damn it, this Jake. This is literally <laughs> such a good conversation. all original footage. <laughs> I was just kind of lighting it a little. It's getting a little heavy. Just to see the blue notes in there and then like even them breaking down and it was like... Harold Melvin, 
Harold Melvin would act broke. Like, he ain't got no money to pay them. Yeah. But then he would get, Teddy went up and was like, yo, man, I just need some money. And Harold Melvin would lift up the mattress. And he got hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah, stashed under the mattress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he only gave Teddy $200 and said, don't tell the rest of them I get you no money. Yeah. yeah. So. That's wild. Yeah. I'm. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. I want to give a sh- quick shout out to Showtime. Showtime is really trying to get get it together. Like, yeah. I'm probably not going to pay for Showtime as a whole. Oh, but, bro, like, I, my, uh, I do want to see Jesus and Mero's show. So, I, I, I can appreciate I'll give you Showtime. my login for Showtime. Like, and I also got a $50 gift card that Showtime gave me like, that I just don't have no use for. So, I give like, you that too. Definitely. But, um, yeah, it was amazing. But since we also talked about it, the Deion Sanders documentary, have any of y'all seen that? No, the 30 for yet. 30? From where he played both a football game and a baseball game at the same time, I've not. you guys have to watch this. It's we'll it's literally amazing, and the way that they just set it up was some Hollywood shit. The one day I have to have Jake set up for me because <laughs> they just set him in a hangar with a plane, like a private jet, a limo, and a yacht. Yeah, prime and prime time shit. <laughs> yeah, and gave him these sunglasses and set him in a chair. He turned the chair around, sat on it, and just let him talk. And yeah, it was amazing yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I want to get like. One of my favorite things about sports documentaries is sort of the the how they frame up the people who are speaking, mm-hmm. like just sort of the, the the setting that they put them in. Uh, watching the watching the uh, Firefest documentary, they had like uh, the guy in the Bahamas like was just sitting on the beach, sort of like. And then Buddy said he had to suck a dick for some water. <laughs> they were so proud of it. He was like, "Yeah, I was gonna do it." I went home and got some mouthwash. And I was ready to go. And then he told me, well, he had to change of heart. He's going to give us the water. <laughs> and then you saw in his eyes that he had one, one little strong tear. He was like, damn, I was really ready to suck Yeah, he was, he was ready. Yeah, but he also, was, like, he's, gonna he's probably got a lot of job offers. Hey, he's getting a TV show. <laughs> he's getting a TV show. He's supposed to get a TV show. But um, before we wrap up, because uh, it's about that time, since we're still on sports, I just want to give a response to Jamal that someone sent us as I recorded him going in on Carmelo. <laughs> In, in bold capital letters, it says, stop that shit. Yo, this thing is With an exclamation part. <laughs> Who has he played with? He got Kenyon, Billups, Iverson, and Amari out of their prime. He forced his way out of Denver to play for a bad organization. Nobody's fault but his own, but did the franchise really do all they could to improve? No. Has he aged the best? No. But that doesn't <laughs> diminish anything that we're talking about a team game. And I would like to also throw in the tidbit that Carmelo Anthony is a top seven scorer in the NBA of all time. Yo, so again. Oh, and that also came from our good friend Ryan Escobar. Yeah, figures much. <laughs> figure. I don't basketball reporter. Basketball I do reporter. not understand mellow stands. Like there are so many mellow stands, and I don't know. That's just I guess if you like I don't know. I feel like when Mello and LeBron got drafted, it was like you people, a lot of people just had to pick a side. And so if they you did. were on the wrong side of they this. They did. That is how it went. Then it, then you kind of like have to decide. Do you jump ship or do you double down? And I feel like all the mellow stands are the ones who like doubled down on that like bad investment. What was funny was I took the uh, LeBron and D-Wade team. <laughs> um, but also before you wrap up as well, I just want to throw this one last slide in there before we're done. Y'all well, going to throw away y'all Gucci? I mean, mm. yeah, I'm gonna throw away all the Gucci I got. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was all of it. For Jamal, throwing it all out. I know yeah, Jamal and his voice. wife got a closet full of Gucci. I ain't you got know, that's no. That. I look, man. Mm-hmm. I like nice things, but like when Sean you charge got people, Gucci. Nah, you I, throwing I, that away? Or you when get folks start like Gucci charging, period. charging, like I'm, I'm good. I ain't gonna man. lie though. I have bought Gucci good. for a certain young lady, but I told her she better keep that shit because it costs too much. 
You know what? I did Niggas once forget too. about this I shit. I did like, once too. Yeah. The only Gucci thing I ever bought is not my, I don't have it. So yeah, I bought like. I already threw it out. I bought, yeah, I bought like Gucci flip flops and <laughs> some Gucci say, jewelry. Like, last man, time I did that. this, last time I did this was like when the Tommy Hill figure rumors was out. Yeah. And then I realized that wasn't even true. So. Yeah, but, but <laughs> like, that's like. That's Bernie like, LeBron jersey. Yeah. Y'all remember when the H&M made like the coolest monkey in the jungle shit? Yeah, I remember Shit, I got on the H&M shirt right now. Hell, let's still go to H&M. Hey, how many people that burned LeBron James jerseys you think bought LeBron James jersey when he came back? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm still. I went. They said they said coolest monkey in the jungle. I said cool. I'm going to H M in them today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they stuff probably half off today. Right. Hey, they gonna see me like, oh, he's black. Let's oh, give him a thirty percent discount. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's black and buying black tees. That's free for you, bro. <laughs> but yeah, okay, for the three piece, which is really today the two piece. Yeah, I, I've come to realize it's only going to be a couple of us here and there. We're going to alternate who's probably going to be on. <laughs> the three piece is, is in spirit. Hey, I want to uh, also want to say really quick uh, for the folks who are still with us. Uh, me and Sean and I think Portia are going to come back oh, yeah, and host Soul hosting. Sessions this year again. Yeah, right? we are. Yeah. You're doing that, right? Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, All right, fantastic. Actually, <laughs> actually, uh, Erica ran up on me at the at the media conglomerate's brunch. Ah, uh, really? Me, yeah, you hosted on the 24th. I told her I am? Okay. All right, bet. Cool. Uh, here's my writer. I need 10% for my manager. Lit. And I need a... Yeah, man, we gotta yeah. we gotta figure out that ten percent. Right? Yeah, we do, don't we? That's all going to a bank account. I was gonna say, sure. well, look, when we get that check from last year, we'll be sure to give you <laughs> like ten percent of it. We'll be sure to we let you know. Out, we figured out all our fees just cancel each other out. So yeah. that's how this thing's been running so well. We Jamal and I have also come to realize that we don't get paid from a lot of things, yeah, so exactly. it's all right. We're gonna make it happen exactly. just because we love Eric. Exactly. The rest of you niggas gotta pay. <laughs> but for the three piece, I am Sean. And this I'm Jamal. is Jamal. Portia is celebrating her birthday. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, Portia. We happy birthday, PK. Hey, with your fine Hey, yo, if y'all want to, y'all got to slide glide and come inside her DMs <laughs> for her birthday. At that is Portia King, King Media. <laughs> Tell her that Sean and Jamal said that y'all can take her out for drinks. She likes rum, specifically Malibu. <laughs> Pull up on her with a bottle. Her birthday party is today at Velvet Lounge. Like <laughs> her birthday party is tonight at Velvet Lounge. Yep. You can pull up, shoot your shot. I will not co-sign it, but Sly yeah, there we go. Slide, glide, Portia King side. Media. She Portia does King not have media. a man or a boyfriend. Oh, wait. She do. Never mind. That's my nigga, too. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sign off. <laughs> Bye. I love the way you rail. Love it when you keep real. I love the way you shine. Love it when you keep shining. Oh, uh-huh.